0: Hello, hello. Hello. Hi there. Hello, and welcome to the Football Times podcast with myself, Michael Potts, Radiotimes.com sport editor. And I'm joined in the studio today by. Mr. Matthew Ketchell, BBC Match of the Day magazine digital editor. That's me. Hello, Michael. It's a bit of a mouthful, that title. Thank you. you. you condense this. (laughs) Um, uh, We'll be bringing you all the football previews for Premier League games coming up on TV this weekend. Um, Starting with a game which has just taken a very interesting turn. Uh, We have West Ham versus Jose Mourinho's Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, it's a 12.30 kick-off on Saturday 23rd of November on BT Sport 1. Uh, <laughs> that escalated quickly. They could make this pay-per-view, I think. They, yeah. So interested <laughs> in seeing this game. I, I mean, I mean that, that's not how we expected Tuesday night to go down. We were expecting one leadership contest, and we've got a very <laughs> different one coming yeah. out of North London. Um, for, I guess we can start with, start with Potch, I guess. That's sort of... <laughs> Mm. I mean it's it's a it's a brutal world football isn't it one minute you're not winning the
1: champions league the next minute you're not mm. in a job well this is this is Daniel Levy's power move he's really kicked off the the game of chess that mm. we're now going to see um it's harsh i think it's very harsh and i think he needs to learn from what happened in, with Poch. he did didn't back him financially mm. and i think there's i think it's like the, the Arsenal situation i think there's money there to spend mm. Tottenham back him this summer though Back to them this summer. Well, to a degree. The, Tottenham made £113 million profit mm. in 1718. The stadium's expensive, but it's been bankrolled by Bank of America at low interest. The money's mm. there to spend. What should have happened is Champions League final lost it. Still a great achievement. The sh- Tottenham should have really kicked on from that. And I think they should have had a big clear out. Mm. And I think they bottled it. I think there's players... Danny Rose has tried to leave in the last three windows. He needs sure. to go. Lloris, Vertonghen, Alderweireld up and down the contract. Eriksen wanted to go... Dyer, Davies, I think they should have Do, had a big clear out and it, it hasn't happened and I think now what will probably happen is Mourinho will get a lot of money <laughs> to spend and if it doesn't go well that will annoy Tottenham fans
0: yeah. Do you think though that a lot of those players like, can you really understand the likes of Ericsson, Rose trying to force
1: their way out. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you and I tell you that. what, I tell you where it started, Kyle Walker, when Kyle Walker went, went to Man City, oh, the, the 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 it became apparent to Spurs players that they can go and make more money and win more trophies if if mm. if they move. So that is that is the incentive and and and, and I think that Ericsson wanted to do that It didn't happen And I think Spurs Tried to keep hold of them When really they should I think they should have Had a big clear out And I think that's probably What'll happen next
0: Yeah I mean I think i think Ericsson You mentioned Ericsson there, I think he's been One of the biggest Disappointments of, of Pretty much the whole season I think for, across the Premier League um, I think the players Have badly let Potch down uh, Still I think his attitude I don't, I don't quite know what We don't know What's going on Behind the scenes We, we, we might never know What's going on Behind the scenes We will Because Amazon uh, well, there, Amazon, are on, the, yeah, Amazon <laughs> are on the case uh, that With their I'm sure Warts and all Documentary Um but yeah, you just feel like his attitude, his, his press conferences, his, uh, his post-match interviews—they've all just been very. It's just been very off from Posh this season. So um, maybe not the biggest surprise that he's he has gone. Uh, Mourinho coming in such a whirlwind. I mean, that is that's a that's a <laughs> one hell of a managerial appointment in November. Um, I, I had a good think about this. Whether this is a good move, whether this is not. I'm starting to lean towards. This might be an
1: absolute masterstroke. Really? I, well, I think, I, I they, I think they, want tro- they want trophies, don't they? And yeah, they've Got the trophies. I magic. think
0: the, the United stuff will. I mean, it's obviously it's soured his reputation, and and this feels a lot like a make or break situation from Reno, But he, he's a born winner, whether you like it or not. In every club before before United, even United, he wasn't. You know, other people have gone in there and failed. Um, he Thrives on that underdog mentality, which maybe Spurs has over Man United. Man United expected greatness from from the word go. Spurs can maybe, I don't know, they can afford that that underdog style that United. You're never going to get there. Um, he's got the foundations at Spurs, whereas United were very much uh, a smash it all down, start it all up again. I don't think Spurs really... I know you've mentioned that some players may need shifting on, but mm. the the core is there. Just think this... I think it's 50-50. I, I it, think it, could, it could easily be a car crash. The I problem mean.
1: he's got is, I think Pochino's obviously, as we're seeing, massively... Um, fans, the fans loved him. Mm. Um, and I think the players loved him as well. And Mourinho's come in here, and you know what he's like. He's, he's, he's going to come in and do it his way. He's on... Fifteen million pounds a year. That's eighty-eight grand more than any player. Yeah. So, so how's that going to go down? This could be Brian Clough at, at Leeds United. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to be fascinating yeah, sure. to watch. And I do. I honestly think it's it's fifty-fifty as to how it goes. It'll be yeah. crucial January coming up, and I think he needs to clear out. Mm. Um, and it's going to be it's going to be interesting for fun.
0: very yeah I mean for, for the neutral I guess it's not our team yeah. we can just sit back and get the popcorn because that is going to be one interesting situation to watch and I think um, I think he'll win his first game I think this is very winnable for sure I think uh, coming up against West Ham who they've totally they've totally lost lost the plot in the last few games uh, four of the five Premier League defeats have
1: come in the last five games so they've just gone off a cliff really yeah I was at the 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 game against Newcastle they, they kind of the attitude was we'll turn up and, and just win this game and they've got huge problems the back line is so slow Mm. the the keeper who's coming for Fabianski Jimenez he's not up to Premier League standards he's low on confidence I know he pulled off some saves against Burnley but there were some howlers in there and they've kind of stuck with him until at least January because Fabianski's long term Mm. Noble in the game that I watched um, at the London Stadium v Newcastle pulled it off at half time the game was just going by him the speed of it was way too much Mm. and and the next, the games after they've got this, the, the new manager bounce of Tottenham coming at them. They've got Chelsea away, Wolves away and Arsenal at home. I think he could be gone by the time you record next week's podcast. You think? And you absolutely know, you absolutely know those uh,
0: Sullivan and Gold have been on the phone to Potch. You absolutely <laughs> know they've done that. Like there's not a chance in the world it's ever going to happen, but Chances. you absolutely know they have taken a look at them. Um, unconfirmed.
1: Um, <laughs> predictions for this one. Spurs, and I think Kane was in huge form over the international break and, mm. and I expect I expect the uh, new manager bounce, you know, clean slates, all that and K- Kane just bagging the goals, basically. Mm. I think if, if
0: Mourinho coming in doesn't spark any kind of reaction then you're pretty much dead <laughs> dead behind the eyes, aren't you, really? So, <laughs> uh, yeah, ugly win for Spurs we'll go for in that one. Uh, moving on to Saturday evening, it's a 5.30 kick-off on Sky Sports Premier League and main event, it's Manchester City versus Chelsea. Mm. Um the drama's not exactly yeah. slowing down on yeah, Saturday yeah. is it really? The
1: silver medal game Yeah, <laughs> um, I think this t- is the greatest, greatest set of fixtures since we've it, since it, started it doing is, the pod the four that we're yeah. talking about today and this is just brilliant Hot. It is an excellent Sat- one. Saturday night um, I think it's one that Man City can't afford to lose
0: Yeah for sure I mean it's testing time for Pep um, slid down to fourth which when you're considering this is a, supposed to be a two horse race um, they, they've slid behind Chelsea and Leicester both look unstoppable whereas City you could actually sort of
1: pick out their weakness and and I mean, very much that back line is is it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering if Edison's back for this. I think that's crucial. Mm. Uh, he picked up the injury in the Champions League. I think they will do everything they can to bring him back. But City know now they can't afford another another defeat. They, mm. They've um, they're still scoring. The defense is the problem, but they're still scoring the 35 goals in, in 12 games is, yeah. is is their record at the minute. Chelsea huge form, but I'm just wondering if this is the game where it kind of it kind of ends ends for them. I know mm. they've won six on a bounce they've only really played Leicester and Liverpool in, in terms of, like, top teams in the league. Um, and I just think... I know there's, the confidence is there, but yeah. they've got a very young back line as well. And I just think they might get blown Feels away a like bit. A
0: bit of a, a coming-of-age sort of <laughs> game for Chelsea. Like, if, if they can come out of this one and... and I mean, if they can even win this game at the Etihad, mm-hmm. um, it, no matter what city, whatever state they're in, that is a huge signal of intent oh, yeah. from Chelsea. Uh, whether they can do that, I, I don't quite know. I mean, th- they're certainly capable of it, it's just whether they, like, say, do turn up on the day. Um, are, ch- are Chelsea in a title race? Can, can we call, can we call Chelsea in the title They're kind of accidentally race? getting caught up
1: in the title <laughs> race, aren't they? Yeah. If they win this, they, they, they kind mean, of I mean,
0: you start to look at it and think, well, why are we still pushing City in this title? You know, if Chelsea come out with this one, Liverpool are about...
1: Twelve points ahead if, if that all comes to pass. I think like. I think they got they got the, they've still got the top teams to play and they just still conceding too many goals to get themselves into the title mm. race. It was conceded more than Wolves and Bournemouth and the same as Brighton and and struggling Tottenham. Mm. So sure. th- there's still work to be done there, but they're, they're great to watch. They're, they're a young, confident team. A lot of English players. So. I yeah. think I, I was going to say I know I know concede goals maybe been their problem,
0: but I watched the uh, the Crystal Palace game before the national break, and I actually felt like that was quite a mature, um, a grown up performance. We'll call it. It wasn't sort of gung ho for the sake of gung ho. Uh, they they pushed and probed. They weren't great in the first half, still nil nil. Um, but yeah. then they they found their chances and, and they took them in the end. And, and Pulisic coming right into it, um, right in a good form, uh, and it, it, especially against a team like Palace, who you know what you're going to get. They're going to sit back and dig deep, and and they struggled to get through them but they got
1: through and Yeah, them. they didn't panic, which was interesting. I think that's,
0: that's quite a, just a, a good little addition, I guess, to, to what we've seen from Chelsea so far, which has pretty much just been, yeah. I would score your opponent.
1: But, but yeah, so two teams with two good attacks and two bad defences. That's, that's I mean,
0: that's a cracker instantly,
1: uh, Looks like it could be one of the best games of the season. So let's go prediction of nil-nil. Yes. Uh, no, what are you waiting for this I, one? I think 3-1 City. I think, I think I think both teams will score, but I fancy City to, to do them by yeah. two. I fancy a draw here, Ooh. and I fancy a 2-all draw. Oh, that'll be good.
0: I fancy goals, and I fancy Chelsea to get something from that one. Mm. Uh, moving on to Super Sunday, we have uh, just the one game on Sunday, actually. It's a 4.30 kick-off on Sky Sports Premier League and main event. It's Sheffield United versus Manchester United. Mm. Uh, We'll start with Sheffield United, uh, unbeaten in five, haven't conceded two goals in a Premier League game since Chelsea in August. Um, Four clean sheets out of seven, they just look so settled.
1: Just lean on at the back that I think only Leicester have conceded. Mm less goals Cheville it's, 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 it's United have conceded nine goals that's it
0: that's phenomenal um, for it,
1: especially for a team coming up as well to, yeah, f- f- for any team to just a great nine. foundation isn't it to, to, mm. their, their aim was obviously to finish 17th or above and they've, mm. they've, they've sorted the defence out and, and uh, they're really entertaining they're, they're quite an attacking team as well very very original I know, I know everyone makes a lot about the overlapping the centre-backs. centre-backs but it just cr- crosses into the box you, you see while well, they're probably one of the most animated managers in the Premier League in his technical area and he's just you just asking his fullbacks and he sent half sometimes to get to the fire line, get mm. the crosses into the box and yeah. it's just it's just great. It's good at entertaining to watch and, and yeah. it was people were you know stereotyping Sheffield United at the start of the season. They're, they're not like that at all. They're no. very exciting to watch. Not at all. I think the the main thing about them is just the consistency
0: of it. So that yeah they're not conceding many goals at all. They're not particularly scoring a lot of goals, but that it almost doesn't matter as much because the I guess they're just proving that this formula they've got this system they've got is just working and, and uh, I mean <laughs> you just
1: got to keep going as that as it is mm-hmm. and you're you're finishing tough half yeah. there if you keep going as it is and they've got lowly man united here so I I, I expect them to to, the, to do to do alright in this the lesser united <laughs> um yeah man you know, united in all seriousness the, the two things that I would worry about for a Sheffield United point of view is Dean Henderson can't play in this game he's on loan from man united and mm-hmm. I think he's key and they've got the two the two keepers behind them Simon Moore and Michael Verips coming in it's a big i think it's a big drop in quality yeah. to use a, to lose a younger, confident keeper um just through circumstance and then also John Egan picked up an injury v Denmark in international break so as soon as you start to lose a couple of key players yeah. that's where that's where it, it could be tricky but again they'll, they'll go in there underdogs and they'll be at home the atmosphere will be, mm. be fantastic and there's, and there's no pressure either no. i guess especially you know even more so maybe without
0: some of their key players like you have mentioned there, but um, they're going to go into this utterly fearless, and and whoever's lining up in goal uh, in that back line is going to be absolutely flying with confidence uh, against the Man United side. Who they are starting to pick things up, they are starting to turn things around. Are you? Are you? Are you feeling it? No, you I'm f- not. no, terrible. you're not feeling it. I'm, I'm not at all. No, scored, scored six in two. Um, I know it was it was partisan and Brighton. Yeah, let's let's yeah. skip over that bit. But um. Marshall's back filling up you know, filling the gap up top. That's good for that's very good
1: news for them. I mean if you can get Marshall, Rashford and James firing, then that that's instantly there's goals there. There's something Um, there with that front three. That's an exciting front three, but the rest of the team I'm not convinced by McTominay. I, d- I do like, although he is doubt for this game, picked up a, uh, mm. an ankle injury, missed the Scotland games. So I like McTominay. He he looks like he can control a midfield and get a goal. That's a positive yeah. for them. Big fan of McTominay. I um, enjoy watching him. Mc- Maguire, excellent defender, and obviously De Gea, But the rest, I'm I'm not really convinced. I'm not really convinced that they they've got the confidence that a Man United team should have. And um, there's a there's a risk that they could be bullied in this in this type of game. Mm. They'll have a lot of possession. They need to get stuck in aerially, win the aerial aerial battle in this game, and if they do, then they've they've, they've got a chance. But I still think that there's a lot of work to be done. Among United,
0: like you've mentioned there, McTominay. I think Phila sort of the key in that midfield. He's got a bit of bit of strength about him, bit of I don't know, bit of fight yeah. that maybe they haven't had from from other players in the last couple of years. Um, they have won. They've won five out of six in all competitions, so it's not you know they're not going to this true completely that's true. out of confidence, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. Like I say, against a team like Sheffield United, who are absolutely flying along with their um, their system, their style, you wonder whether United can can match them on that front, maybe, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but um, it's, it's also worth stressing that there's four points here between fifth, Sheffield United, Sheffield United in fifth, by the way, let's just yeah. <laughs> clean that one up for everybody. Four points between them in fifth and West Ham in 16th. So yeah. so this really it's like the championship, isn't it? Yeah, it's huge. It's, it's incredible really. The the gap starting to open up between the relegation three. Uh I think Villa are just sort of a few points out of that. Uh we'll come on to those in a second. Mm-hmm. And then obviously a bit of a gap between fourth mm-hmm. and fifth. Um, where do you think both of these sides are aiming to finish? Well just, just as a side note. I mean well, United, United
1: really, really do need the top four. It's probably not gonna happen. They very least need to finish in, in um in European spots of the rest and Sheffield United look there they're, it's, it's, a, it's a, um, a line that's trotted out by a lot of footballers we interview a match of their magazine they will just be taking it a game at a time mm. and their aim is to finish 17th and above and this is a, an absolute bonus November is an important time because get points on the board here because Christmas is, is comes crazy yeah. with the game so Things can go either way in December. Get Especially some. Solid, with being so tight yeah, going into it, like more more so than ever. You, so you just keep racking up the points, which is exactly what Sheffield United are doing. Because you know they they're probably going to go on a bad run at some stage, mm-hmm. and Man United just need need to need to stay in it and, and probably um, get some players back like Pogba. Over Christmas, yeah. and maybe get some players in over the January transfer yeah, window. For sure. Uh, prediction
0: on going, going to 1
1: 1 with this I one I think that as well. I think a draw, and I think both teams will probably be happy with it. Yeah, which it, is it, crazy it does feel like a no pressure sort of game for either team, particularly. I mean, United, let's say they're
0: going to a, a very tough, tough. Game. Mm. Uh, moving on to Monday night football, we have Aston Villa versus Newcastle. It's an eight o'clock kickoff, Sky Sports Premier League and main event. Um so these are two sides going in very opposite directions a few weeks ago. And now it feels like the whole sort of role's reversed. You've got Villa who you know,
1: had a good little run, they're starting to struggle. Newcastle actually putting something together now. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Villa have lost their last three games, although they've had some very difficult mm. fixtures there. Um, they, lo- they, they lost Grealish. I think he's such a vital player for them, and he's had a calf injury. And they'll be hoping he's back for this. Yeah, sure. and, and Newcastle, Steve Bruce said, "Oh well, you know, the, the Newcastle have played five of the six traditional top six, mm. and Leicester, who they lost heavily to." But then Bruce said, "You know, judge me on the the November games, which were all deemed winnable, and he's won the first two. Basically, yeah. uh, I think five points from from uh, West Ham, Bournemouth." this game Villa and Man City next would have been good. Yeah. There's already six points on the ball there. So on average one f- on on for the one point per game uh, <laughs> that, that, might, that might keep That's Newcastle up. <laughs> and uh thirty eight point yeah and barrier. and, 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 yeah. and, and uh, it's 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 going it's going good. I will I will moan though about one thing. I know I'm Let's a New, I'm a Let's Newcastle fan. Really? This, this is the fourteenth yeah. <laughs> Monday night game Newcastle have had away from home. Really? So it's not not very very fair on the fans, I don't think. All the Geordies (laughs) shelling out on Sky. And the the last time, 2012, December 2012, was the last time Newcastle had a home game on a Monday night. So come on, Premier League. cut, Cut the club some slack. Fair, <laughs> fair. Got nothing to add. I mean, cool. not yeah. Nevertheless, I'm looking forward to the game. With
0: with, uh, with Newcastle, I was looking at their goal scorers because I was thinking they're, they're getting these wins together, and you're, you know what I'm going to come up to here. The defenders here are are really pulling their weight this crazy, season. So, dating back to August, goal scorers Yedlin, Fernandez, Lascelles, Willems, Shaw, uh, and two from Kieran Clark, then. The only goals on top of that are Matty Longstaff and John Joe Shelby. So n- neither of them particularly, you know, out Joel down got forward got players. Jolinton got, one. Joel got Yeah, Jolinton <laughs> got one before that. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that unsustainable? Like sure because I know I know there's been a lot of talk uh, about this St Maxim, who looks looks excellent going forward on the run. He was very lucky not to score the other day. Um, Almiron is he starting to grind into it a bit? and Jolinton linking things up nicely, but surely, surely they've got to start scoring soon because these defenders.
1: Can't just keep
0: you oh, know, know, can't,
1: can't providing all of the all of the goals. They absolutely have to start scoring soon. And, and, and it's kind of impossible that they, they they won't. And I think this front three is the front three now. Mm-hmm. No matter you know, we're winning games, they're fantastically quick. It pace frightens anyone. Yeah. Um, St. Maxim's come close on a few occasions, he's gone clean through on a few occasions, done exceptionally well to create a chance for himself, hasn't been able to apply the finish. I've put that down to match fitness. I think mm. he just hasn't got the legs okay. to put the ma- to put the ball away. He's had an international break rest. He's had a hamstring injury on and off. For a player of his speed, that's a big deal. I think once his le- once his match fitness is into his legs, I think. You will see goals from him. Yeah, he's very on, French, isn't it? Yeah. So he obviously hasn't had any international under twenty one level. Okay. But to break into the, the current French squad is is very difficult. Yeah. The, the, they they could have yeah. fifty players. No, it's just great knowing that you know that he's actually
0: had two weeks yeah. off because I think sometimes I we think, think international breaks are are breaks for the players, but they're really not. Like that's an extra two games. In yeah. a way It's it's more intense for those players. So yeah, actually exactly. having
1: two weeks off and and just the the enthusiasm that he brings. He, he makes the game look so fun. It's so fun. He gets yeah. the ball and runs. And by the end of this season, he will have the, the the most dribbles to his name, the most take-ons. He is got one thing on his mind when he gets the ball, and it's run, run with it, take people on, make things happen. And, and for a fan's point of view, that's yeah. exceptionally proper fan, exceptionally favorite, you know interesting to watch that. And then Almirón the enthusiasm he has he, if you took the advertising boards away he'd run out the ground <laughs> he's, 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 he's so he's crazy he's, and then, yeah. then Joe Linton's kind of anchoring it a bit he needs to find his role in amongst this madness because it is madness yeah. these two either side of him are electric and the counterattacks it's hard to know what to do and Joe, you can see Joe Linton doesn't know what positions to take up he's running down mm. he's trying to make himself available what he needs to do and this really wasn't his game this really wasn't why he was signed but he has to hold on to the ball hold it up and let them loose and then yeah. Joining the attack, that's and that's a challenge for him. And this is the Premier League; it's, it's rapid and it's physical, so he has to he has to come up. But yeah. Almirón and, and St Maximum are, are doing exactly what they've been brought to do, which is terrify defenses with their yeah. pace. And you feel like this game is a, a big one. It's against
0: Aston Villa. It's, it's one of those where both teams really just need to start beating the teams around them. I think Villa, like us say, they've. Uh, they've lost three in a row. Two of those were Liverpool and City, so we can we can let them off for that one. But um, but yeah, I mean, they really do need to start beating the likes of Newcastle because this game could be, you know, it could be a one-point gap between the teams, could be a seven-point gap between the teams,
1: and that that's not there's no small margin by the end of the season. I think there's a bit of pressure on Villa because mm. they're at home, because they've lost the last three, because this is a game they can kind yeah. of expected to win. Whereas Newcastle come in with momentum, with confidence. And yeah, I, I watched the I watched the Wolves game, and you think
0: like I know it's it's a bit of a semi sort of derby. It's not really the full the full works, but you'd still expect a team to get up for that. And they looked so they looked very very poor. They just lacked all sort of intensity, all kind of fight. They looked very tired. Again, whether international break might have helped them if if half the squad hasn't gone away. Um, but yeah, they, I hope they've come back, you know, slightly refreshed because they're really very disappointed in that game, which is a game they should be looking to win against a rival who have drawn
1: the vast majority of their games. Um, yeah, prediction for this one? I think very tight. I think Villa will be very scared of we'll losing the game and Newcastle will probably take a point, so mm. I'm going to draw. Yeah, I'm going to draw one one, nil nil. It's not gonna be a great one. Nah.
0: But it's Monday Night Football. Mm. Anything can happen. Mm. Um moving on to fantasy Premier League tips. Uh, I forgot to check my bin fire of a team over the oh. over the international break. Um I actually had an all right week before the international break. I finally caved in, and put Vardy in there. Yeah. Um Vardy Marnie uh, Tammy and Big Kaglarsoyunchu, <laughs> who's doing yeah, bits
1: the trees at the back. Um,
0: of so I very much want to put Salah in there, head of Sterling. I know Salah has an ankle knock, which is oh, tread carefully, tread carefully. Yeah, <laughs> but th- yeah, in I, the next couple of weeks, I'm I'm just
1: leaning towards Salah <laughs> over Sterling as a pretty big straight swap. I would go, I would go opposite there because I think, think Man City got goals this weekend. I think I know they're playing Chelsea, mm. but Chelsea concede and City need a win and Sterling had a, a game off for certain circumstances yeah, during the international league. Sure. And I just think, you know, I think City will win that comfortably. Not, not comfortably, but, but I think they'll win it with goals, with and goals. Then he, he will be involved if, yeah, if there are goals. Sure. Um, and right. other, my other one, sorry, just to say, I yeah. mentioned Kane. I think it's time to put Kane in there and trust him with, to get some goals. I was
0: just thinking that any any Spurs players you'd, you'd sort of want to take a punt? Right, I know it's against West Ham, so regardless of who the Spurs manager is, uh, you're, you're sort of looking at Spurs. Kane, Son, Son, not a bad shout. Definitely. Uh, I think De Bruyne, so he's only got two assists in his last seven. Went a bit quiet, hasn't he? Gone a little bit off the boil. And I think maybe Son is that, you know, not quite the top premium price. You can maybe start, yeah, start to draft him in think. there. Uh, and I mean, Leicester as well, continued to be like order of the day, really. The, the fixtures
1: coming up. Brighton, Everton, Watford, Villa, Norwich. Oh, get the Foxes in. Can't get really. Get the Foxes in there. Yeah, and, then, and And also, I know I spoke about St Maximum and Almiron. Oh, they're down as no. midfielders in this game no, don't. <laughs> get, get at least one of them in you've got assists Sir <sighs> Maximum got an assist and he, you know he's he's such a he's such a, um, an exciting player that he's, he's going to pick up those little bonus points the twos and threes I'm not feeling it okay. I'm not feeling it well, you're not
0: selling it to me here
1: but I'm as a Southern it. fan maybe my opinion means nothing right now <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, thank you very much for all of your efforts there catch. and can you tell us what's in yes. Match of the Day magazine
1: well, this week it's starting to look a bit like Christmas I'm rustling the, the roll. Paper that's uh, that's in Match of the Day magazine. It comes bagged <laughs> with ten gifts. What is Here's that? Some gifts for you, Michael. What is that? So there's ten gifts in there. There's a keep you up your <laughs> ball. There's a match attacks, There's some slime. Kids love slime. There's an Mbappe mask. You can you can put on. Michael's putting the mask liking on that. now. I'm liking that. There's a Match of the Day magazine sticker, giant sticker. There's three badges, some shirt <laughs> stickers, and a door hanger. So this is a good. Bit this is revenue. a good stocking filler. Five quid for all that, plus all sixty-eight about page taxes, magazine. Sure. Glad to see you've actually brought the match attacks this time. Thanks. You can't you can't not have the match attacks. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, this is a, this is a stocking filler. So if you give if you give this to a kid on Christmas Day, they've got ten extra gifts inside the magazine to unwrap. Um And then and, and, and I haven't even mentioned the fantastic content that's in the magazine. Yeah. It's <laughs> just, all about the gifts. Come for the freebies. That's fine. That's all but good. There's, but there's a few we've had. A, we've interviewed a few players for this, um, asking them what they do on Christmas Day and what their favourite things are. So Mason Mount, Federico Fernandez from Newcastle yep. was interviewed, and Tim Crow. Yeah, all the big ones and a couple more um, so yeah it's, it's some good stuff in there so enjoy excellent nice one and thank you
0: very much for listening we'll be back next week with another episode of the Football Times podcast uh, in the meantime you can come over to radiotimes.com slash sport for all of the latest sporting previews we've got a bit of Davis Cup tennis going on at the minute uh, and then we have a heck of a lot of football coming up over Christmas we'll keep you fully up to date with all of the schedule and how to watch every game thank you very much for listening cheers